Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Bounce Is Real podcast. You know, it's 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 great having a podcast. I get to just come here and talk to some of the fellas and and the ladies, talk about hoops and kind of the different careers. So today we have a guest here. Uh, we have my assistant over here, Sean Garvey, and today we are going to interview a Northern Bounds coach here. The first, VJ Dillon. VJ, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm very good, very good. I love how you did a little pause there as if you're like one of those real podcasts. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? How we doing? VJ's all the way from, are you in Richmond right now? I'm in Kits right now. You're in Kits. Okay. All right. Good. Over the phone here. VJ, I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a while here. You're a busy guy doing your little yoga and all your stretches and everything you need to do. So uh, I'm I'm glad you had time here on this Sunday morning, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys making the time for me. Yeah, been waiting for this. There you go. You're waiting. We we did have you, your your boy Mike Flacco's the other day, um, and we we're talking. He said we gotta get VJ on because VJ got some stories. Uh, so very first story, okay, VJ. Um, how did we meet? I know you moved up here to Kamloops. I think it was what year was that? So I moved there in 2019. 2019 and, and you came up here for for school um the, i think it was a law you went for a law program didn't you yeah so yeah tru law started in 2019 and um mike's the one that kind of put me on he told me he's like hey i used to live with this guy named tim that's right you gotta reach out to him when you get to Kamloops. <laughs> yeah that's right. they, they, what would they call it? the tim loops right so that's kind of where I, I came in there and you, you kind of reached out to me and we we're trying to find some place for you to stay. But um, it was awesome. As soon as you said that, I was like, okay, another boy that actually knows how to to play basketball. So I got to get you on my men's league team right away. Garvey. So yeah, did, did. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we had a good run. We had a good run. You know, we, we, we fell short. Um, you guys did have a good run. I, I regularly remember that uh, somehow. You guys, you lost in the final, right? Well, we don't have seven footers on our team, so. I'm not a seven footer. I know you damn not. You know, big Rich, big Rich Bates was seven foot there. <laughs> All right, clogging up that lane. But that's a different story there. Um, so VJ, so you went to law school. Um, you helped out assistant coaching at the TRU Wolf Pack. How do you balance? In, how do you balance school and going to law program um, with basketball? Oh, it was tough, man. Um, a lot of time management. Um, I think it helps doing something that I know I love. Like I wanted to be a part of the team, having played varsity. Like I missed that. I wanted to be in the locker room. I wanted to train the guys, be on the court. Um, and I basically got to do all of that, um, except go on road trips. If I had to go on road trips, there's no way I'd be able to manage the time. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's true. And you got into a lot of the drills there. Would you kind of like to do, because you, you, you're you a forever trainer, as I would say, you're forever training basketball. How was it, you know, kind of being one of the older guys, but still getting into the drill and coaching and being one of those examples for those kids, especially young kids joining the TRU Wolfpack? Oh, it was awesome. Um, it took a little bit to win them over, right? Because the age gap, given sure. like from when I graduated to the year, like the first and second years I was training, but um just running individuals, shooting in the morning with them any time that they wanted to shoot. Because to your point, I also wanted to get in the gym. That's right. So it was like a bonus. 
That's don't, definitely right. And to speaking to that, I remember you and I used to get the, into the gym a lot at, at KCS there, and I probably had my best shooting year in men's league ever because the, the drills that you put me through to kind of help my shooting, which why fast forward into the spring, I said, you got to come coach with us at Northern Bounce. And because of the fact that Garvey and I, like I said, some kids, they want to have people that they can relate to. And that's definitely your strength. And I remember when you came there, you're kind of nervous to start coaching. You'd say, you know what? I just want to come here and just watch and see what happens, but I don't want to commit. And about one month in, when you saw how Sean and I kind of ran that program there, you're in there yelling at kids and you're joining all the drills and the kids loved you. They didn't ask for Garvey. They didn't ask for me. They asked for VJ. Where he at? You know what I mean? And that was your superpower. And we're like, okay, we have something here. Speak on that. Speak on kind of just joining joining the crew there at first, maybe not comfortable joining as a coaching staff, but after that, being just fully involved in the program. Yeah, no, I was definitely hesitant at the beginning. Um, not because I was scared to coach, but I just didn't think that was one of my strengths. And yeah, it didn't take long uh, working with the kids, just seeing how passionate they all were, uh, how many of them wanted to get better. And um yeah, just have, having that gym at KCS and being able to get into it any time with those kids was awesome. And you did say that I started yelling at the kids. I don't know if I was much of a yeller. Garvey, tell them. I was more of just get mad. Tell them, <laughs> Not say anything. Yeah, the yelling wasn't in the, like a projecting really loud sounds, <laughs> but definitely was like harsher criticism than at the start where he would kind of whisper in your ear or my ear. <laughs> You know, like, hey, what's this guy doing? <laughs> and then by the end, VJ was comfortably like, hey, that's a really bad play. And I probably said it a little worse than that. But yeah, like VJ's right. He's not really much of a yeller. But definitely when we left him alone on that with that U15 team in Calgary, yeah. he had some things to say. No, definitely. He, when he realized kids are resilient, he, it came out then. And that's that's the coaching style. I thought your coaching style was brilliant. You know, X and O's. Uh, get a great mind, but also you're able to connect with the kids and not only tell them what to do, you're able to show. And I think that speaks volume to kids uh, and their development. Um, so VJ, so now, you know, we go a whole little four months um, of coaching with these kids. They still message you or you still come out to support these guys at their games and I think what we talked about, and I say it all the time, is bigger than basketball. Speak on the connections you made with the kids um, with our spring and summer. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously when we finished up, I did tell all the kids, like, hey, if you guys are ever in the lower mainland, message me. If the games are in, you know, kind of Vancouver, Burnaby, Richmond, I'll 100% be there. If I have to drive a bit further, I might not be there. <laughs> and I, I didn't hear anything from anyone. And then all of a sudden, I get a message from Taryn. We're playing in Richmond. Mm -hmm. I get a message from the Norcam kids, Noah, uh, Coach Jay, that they were playing in Vancouver. Went to watch their game. I went and who else did I see? I got to see Westside play at the Provincials. South Camp. The only team I see is South Camp mm -hmm. because they decided to lose their first game, <laughs> and then I couldn't go watch. <laughs> we talked about that on our last podcast for sure. They kind of, they had to make some adjustments. Um, they're a young team, but you know, definitely. And just speaking to this upcoming spring here, you know, all the kids ask is VJ coming back, VJ coming back. And I know you and I had a brief conversation about that. Um, you know, once Northern bounce, always a Northern bounce coach. And you did say you will definitely try to come out to 
any tournaments we can, or if you're up here in Kamloops, to come out and see the boys. Is that true? I want to make sure that all the kids can hear that. Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, yes. I will certainly be at the one at the LEC. Yep. Um, if the weekends work out, I'd love to go back to Calgary. 100%. Um, the PT trip was awesome. Yep. And the one I'm not going to miss, for sure, is the Gonzaga one. I'll be there. Oh yes, yes. That 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 tournament that was crazy. How fun was that one yeah, from a coaching standpoint too? <laughs> well, that was a great tournament. Um, somehow Garvey is a celebrity there. I still don't understand. I don't true. understand. I don't. How, how is that, Garv? Well, what is it? The worst part is, I, like uh, the whole to lean up to it. You two were asking, and I'm telling you this, and, I, and neither of you believe me. Like I did not. I like, definitely did not. I'm like, hey, this is this is kind of how it goes. And let's be honest, I'm a pretty personable guy, and it's I've been going there for 20 years. That's that's the main kicker, and it's a lot of fun there. No, it is it is a lot of fun there, uh, VJ. So just like Mike, you went to Palmer, and you're a part of that championship team. What year was that championship, and what what did that championship mean to you and your develop and your love for basketball? And I know you're coach under coach Ebes. So shout out coach Ebes. Uh, tell me what that championship run, um, kind of how it shapes you up as a person and as a basketball player. Yeah. So that championship run was 2011. That was the first year they, they switched from, I mean, none of the kids now would know this, but it used to be at the Agridome mm. and now it's at the LEC. We were the first year there. And the year prior, Mike touched on this in the other pod, but we had lost in the provincial final mm-hmm. and to a team that we beat in the lower mainland final by like 35, 40, one week prior. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. So when we saw them in the final, we thought we were going to walk all over them. And the best part about this story, um, Gil Chung, he uh, coaches at Brandon. Okay. He was our coach on the provincial team that summer, the year that we lost. And um, this is when the provincial team used to matter, and it meant something. <laughs> and Gil uh, comes into the first practice after we select the team, and he does a layup. And he's like, okay. And he does another layup. And he's like, guys, do you know what that um, symbolizes? Like, what does that mean? And we're all sitting there like, Gil has a ton of jokes. Yeah. We had yeah. no clue. Yeah. Like, so he has two layups. And he's like, that's more points than BJ and Billy scored in the provincial final. Wow. <laughs> that, that's how you picked off. <laughs> oh, that's I'll good. Never forget that. No, that's good. Um, so now I didn't know. Were you one of the all stars or provincial MVP coming out of there? I have no idea. Actually, your accolades there. Uh, which year? For your championship year, actually, or either or were you in, in any of them? Um, our grade eleven year, I was all star. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, MVP because we didn't win, but mm-hmm. the year after is uh, we won. And I got MVP. Ooh. Um, awesome. I, I wish I was there to point it out to the kids on the board, but you'd have to yeah. look so far back to my image now. No, you're not that old, man. Look so far back. What, five years, man? I wish. Had another five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and VJ, sorry, did you touch on this? That was the top level that year, right? The AAA? Yeah, so that that was when AAA was the best. And yeah. you you couldn't just strategically place yourself where you could win. Exactly. I mean, I know I'm taking shots now at the tiering system, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a total fair, fair request. And you know, you when you're down at provincials, you still hear a lot of those coaches talk about that at every level. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So after your high school career, 
you went and played, I think first year was at UVic. Is that where it was? Yeah. So my first two years was UVic. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, I got a scholarship to UVic, played there. We actually lost in the Can West final to UDC in my second year. Mm -hmm. And then we went to nationals that year and played Carlton. Mm. For the young boys, you should watch Carlton play. They are unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they're still good. They just won this year. Mm -hmm. And then the girls program too, as well, or no? I think the girls. Yeah, yeah. The girls. This is the first year the same school won both, I think, in like a number of years. Crazy. And I mean, Carlton was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a down year this year for Carlton. And they still go in what? Is, yeah, that, they, is that 17 of 20 now? Like it's just, it's the, the greatest dynasty in the history of the game. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. It's got to be 16, 17 of the last 20 at least. Jeez, that's crazy. Dang. I remember yeah. Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report doing a big story on them. It just said, hey, like the greatest basketball dynasty is north of the border. <laughs> and it's true. Like it, it, don't disrespect U Sport or CIS or CIAU, whatever it is. Winning championships in a collegiate level like that is un heard of mm-hmm. and what's even more impressive i don't know the exact number but there was one summer maybe three or four years ago where somebody put together all of carlton's preseason games against ncaa division one schools yeah and, and they were like 16 and three <laughs> it was something insane isn't it like some people like like the university i know garvey you know more about this they dodge them because they don't want to have their seatings to go down. It was it was pretty well documented. Maybe we would get a little bit of trouble for saying this. It was Duke. When Duke did that Canada tour with RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson, Carlton wanted in on that. And yeah. They avoided them. They went to Toronto for two and they went to Montreal to play McGill. Wow. And I mean, it was, it, I, I don't know, VJ, you might know this too. You're pretty much a student of the game, but it was either two or three years prior to that because you're a Syracuse fan that Syracuse is number one in the country and either and Wisconsin end up being in the final four that year. And I can't remember who Carlton beat, but they lost in overtime to one of them and beat the other one. And though, and it was, a, a yeah. team, it was, a, it was either, I think it was Syracuse that was number one for like, you know, 14 weeks that year. And that, and it maybe had beaten Carlton in overtime. And then Wisconsin ends up making the final four, or even the final that year with Frank Kaminsky and Carlton had beaten that team. Like it's, it's, it, it, it they are unbelievable. You are spot on. So they beat uh, Wisconsin and they lost an OT at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you wonder why Duke avoided him with all those young kids. And I get it. Like Krzyzewski does not. He never, ever had a, and, and rightfully so because the ACC is so crazy, but they, they never scheduled hard preseason and they're not going to go to Canada with a bunch of 17-year-olds and play a hard and veteran team uh, like Carlton mm-hmm. always seems to have. So VJ, with your thing, I know you were on the provincial teams and you played teams out east in Ontario and all that stuff. Uh, anyone that you, people would recognize, names you've played against, even if you went across the border or anywhere in Canada, what are some names you played against, if you'd know? Yeah, so our grade nine year, um, this is a funny story, uh, the nationals the provincial nationals were actually held at Kamloops at tcc you know what i was actually announcing those games if you remember i remember announcing because you guys were there too and i remember the first person with Dwayne notice Dwayne notice was one guy who's who's really good i remember one of the best players so sorry go on i think pangos was there too i believe and i was announcing those games as a kid (laughs) at university kevin pangos was the mvp of the tournament yeah he he might still be in the cast, but like, so he's played at a very high level, um, Gonzaga and then all over Europe. 
I'm pretty sure he was on the Cavs for a little bit. He signed a two-year uh, deal Anthony with Bennett. the Cavs. <laughs> Anthony Bennett was on that team, former oh, yes. number one pick. Yes. Um, Negus Webster Chan played at Mizzou in Hawaii. I think he plays for 905 Raptors now, or one of those teams. Mm. Um, Dwayne Notice. Um, Nick Stauskas Jeez. used to be on the Kings. Yeah. He was on that team. I think Stauskas is still in the NBA. I think he's on Boston. Yeah, he is. He's on yeah, he's on Boston right now. Bangles, Bangles, yeah, just the record is back in Spain, but he was he signed a two year deal with the Cavs three four years ago, I think. Okay, yeah, um, and I'm missing like so that's like the NBA guys, but there was at least four or five more that were D one. Wow, and we didn't see them, so they were not in our pool. We ran our side of the table; they ran their side of the table. We ended up playing a really good Quebec team in the semifinals. Yeah, that had Olivier Hanlon, who was. He was the, I think, the seventeenth overall pick by Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good player. I don't think he's in the NBA anymore, but he's probably playing somewhere overseas. And we beat Quebec like an overtime or a close game, just to match up with Ontario. We're at home because we're playing in Kamloops, mm-hmm. big crowd at TV, and the game was over in like five minutes. <laughs> 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 that's so true i i literally i was announcing all those games so i do remember most of those things and the crowds were huge and um there was so much talent there and i'm like holy crap i'm watching some next level guys and yeah i remember watching the bc team play and i do remember that quebec game and you guys came out and it was like you said it was over in five minutes and it's just different out east there but Talk about the state of basketball now. I know there's a lot of club teams, a lot of places get better, a lot of trainers. Do you think it's a good thing for BC basketball, or do you think that is it's watering things down? Just the number of club teams, or just in general? Just in, just in general, what the state of BC basketball, do you think it's growing in, in a positive direction, or do you think um, we're, we're losing the focus of what it is to be a basketball player to train. It's kind of the thought I've been having, and I know you would know a lot being down at, in on the coast there. There's just, you know, we're a club team, but we know exactly what clubs are, right? It's a lot of it. It is it is a hard training and trying to get to the next level. This is more than what we had when we were younger, even your age or my age. Do you think the state of basketball in BC is, is great right now for the kids? I just want to know your thoughts. Yeah, um, I would say... There's definitely a lot more interest in basketball, which is awesome. Like that's a positive thing. I think the hoop culture and just people wanting to play basketball. I think we could support an NBA team now. That's how much interest. A hundred percent. Oh, I can't wait. But in terms of like the number of clubs, I think it's it's good and bad. Mm -hmm. An opportunity to play, but I don't know. Like I do, I do think some things are being lost because everyone is a trainer. Um, you're not really getting the best instruction, mm-hmm. or at least turns you're not getting the best instruction. You might not be in the best tournaments. Um, there was a time where when you had these club teams, like you were going out and like, being on that team meant something, mm-hmm. and you were competing with the other best club teams. Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like high schools are club teams. <laughs> like high school basketball doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I, and think- I know Garvin and I were talking, uh, and he's got some thoughts on that. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I, I agree with VJ 100. It's good and it's 
bad and you know, I'm very vocal, but what I've seen, and, and again, VJ, you'll, you'll be able to test this cause you came up the club system, right? You were a drive guy at one point when, when it was relatively early to be part of a club. And again, the best guys started playing club over, over team BC. And you'd mentioned earlier in the podcast, like, you know, back when the provincial team mattered, the problem I see with club basketball is they're not, they're not real games. Right, running time, sixty minutes, twenty minutes, a bunch of different games, no pregame, no postgame. Everybody seems on the lower mainland. And I'm I'm speaking from an outside perspective. So again, if I'm wrong, please correct me. You know, we everybody's playing zone and everybody's like nobody's really trying to push the athlete first. It's like, hey, my 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 company, my club is only gonna grow if we win games. If I'm on social media saying I won the drive classic or I won the split second tournament or I won the BC ball events tournament, as opposed to what's best for these kids. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm at the provincial tournament and I'm talking to university coaches and they're there's not they're not looking at a lot of athletes at all four levels going, that's the next level guy. That's the next level guy. And back, VJ, you'll remember this because you played, but back in Kamloops when we had the double A, there would be six or seven guys from the double A tournament playing next level ball. And you're just not seeing that. And I don't know if it's if it's the club's fault or or we need a, a change of direction in BC, but it it it's it there's positives and there's negatives. And I think for kids, you better find a club that's pushing the athlete first mm-hmm. and not the narrative of winning the games. Because at this point, maybe the high school basketball is starting to dwindle, but the provincial championships is still the most important thing. It is. And you saw that this year, even with another packed house at the LEC for the quad A and a big crowd for the triple A and a decent crowd for the double A. Um so I think you, as a kid, you better find that club that's going to push you as the athlete ahead of winning games or winning, you know, the Genesis tournament or or going to Vegas and trying to win a tournament. That's that's my opinion on it, and I'd love to hear from you, VJ, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll add two things. Um, one being, I do think that these um, that the kids are much more skilled. They were skilled as ever. Yes, talent is definitely there, and I think that is awesome. You know, they have all these moves. They're able to score in multiple ways. Like, there is value in having that. Because I remember when I was coming up and training, I wish I had some of that stuff. I didn't. Sure, the game was simpler, and you don't need all these moves. But mm-hmm. there is some value in having counters, mm-hmm. having, you know, other in your bag, so to speak. But the defense one is where I was blown away because I'd been so away from high school basketball for so long, AAU basketball. Nobody plays defense. Nobody. Nobody plays. I don't know. Nobody can sit in the stance and guard their man. And I don't I don't think it's their fault. It's because they just get told to play lanes, play zone, shoot gaps, reach from behind, leak out. And it doesn't because when you get to university, nobody plays zone. Well defense defense That's doesn't sell. Okay. Defense don't sell for club teams. They don't. You have, when have you seen a highlight on Instagram where it is like a defensive stance steal or someone guarding their man for ten seconds? Uh uh-uh. uh. Unless it's like a, a big block, or whatever. There's nothing like that. And that's what, you know, that's what gets me going. That's why in Northern Bounce, it is defense, 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 defense. Because I really believe defense creates offense. No, I agree. And I think all of us had that mentality with Northern Bounce. Yep. Um, I don't know if other clubs do this, but we were teaching our kids how to rotate how they would at a university level. Yes. Low eye, high eye. You know, one drops, the other one has two. You mm-hmm. close out, you, you know. You force left, we stunt and recover. And it's a shame because they bought in and the kids did pick it up. And then everyone goes back to their high school program. Exactly. And we can't 
we can't enforce those same rules. And now they're just playing zone. Again. Yes. Nope. That's exactly it. Something about it, sir. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, you're hitting it on the head, I and mean, we even see that when we come back from our ID camp, right? And it's like, hey, where's the on-ball defense? But they they came from a system that zone the whole time. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to speak about one of the talented guys, VJ, because I just think it's important to what you just said. Like when watching Miguel Tomley at provincials, right? Like the guy is doing things with the basketball not a lot of guys in BC have ever done. And you know, and I remember there was an outcry because they finished third. He didn't get the MVP. He had a 66 point game, I believe. And, and there was no cry like, oh, you know, you gave Kelly the MVP when they finished third. You gave Jordy McTavish the MVP when they finished third. But the difference is, like, he didn't guard anybody. He sat at the top of a 2-3. He reached behind every single time. The guy comes to my outdoor tournament. I love uh, – he's I, I think I think he's a great player. But something was lost there at the defensive end, which I, I, I appreciate you saying. And I think youth need to hear that. Definitely. Nope. I think you hit it right on there. Um, Garf, man. BJ. I think that's almost almost the time we have here. We're uh, we're getting ready. We got to make sure we get our schedule up for next week and stuff. VJ, any closing thoughts before we 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 head out here? I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show here. Um, you know, I'm I was thankful for the opportunity. You yes. guys know I want to be a part of it still. I still wear my bounce gear. Um, <laughs> More to come too. We'll send you another one. The boys are still in high school, so I'll get to see them the next year and the following year. If they're on the lower mainland. Um, I hope they're continuing to work hard, being better. And it's nice now. I'm going to get to see how much they've improved because of how long it's going to be since I've seen them play last. Exactly. It's really going to show what they're better at and what they're not. They haven't been working at. Mm-hmm. I, I do think. And and they, pardon me. And said, so I said they know I'm watching. Yeah, no, watching. yeah. Oh, we tell them. We, 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 you know, we we talk to you. And honestly, I'll, I'll say it. Like I said before, an ID camp here are the people that returned from bounds represented us so well at the ID camp uh, compared to some of the new people that didn't know what to expect. And that showed they came ready. And I was so pleased of how they performed at the ID camp and just basically being a leader to those new people. And that's what we want to do. We want to grow. And it shouldn't be from us talking. It should be from the people that joined us showing the other people. And they they showed out. So I'm really happy, really excited. We got a lot of teams coming. We have some some uh, team packages coming. We have the tournament schedule coming. It's going to be an awesome, fun-filled spring slash summer here at Northern Bounds. I can't wait. Garvey can't wait. VJ's ready to roll, too, when he comes there. Guys, pleasure having you on the show once again, Garv. Pleasure having you on once the show again, my man VJ. I hope you all take care. That's a wrap here for another episode of The Bounce is Real.